Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the Joe Carey Show. Thank you for joining us today right here on Talk 1640 AM and Coast to Coast on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Thank you for uh, taking the time and uh, joining us today. I want to start with a story out of Minneapolis, just really circling back. Uh, remember when uh, the anarchists and the rioters were burning that city to the ground? The uh, Minneapolis City Council, you know, they really did something. They wanted to stand up for the people. They wanted to show the people that uh, they stood right by them. So they did two things. One, they voted to defund the police. And at the same time, they voted to hire themselves personal security protection. So as I understand the story, let's make sure the people aren't protected, but we will hire personal security for us. Well, apparently this the, the future was predictable to everyone but the members of the Minneapolis City Council because they're shocked. I mean, they are legitimately shocked that the citizens, the residents of Minneapolis, are complaining about a staggering increase in crime. Not just any crime, violent crime. So the Minneapolis uh, City Council, they met and they want answers from the police department. So they've gone to the police and said, you know, what's happening? Why is crime going up in the city? Isn't it almost laughable? I mean, the same people who caused the problem are now feigning ignorance about why is it happening? Maybe it has to do, maybe this jump in violent crime has to do with the fact that the city council slashed the police budget by a million dollars, and they've announced that they're going to transition to this new form of policing. So the predictable happened. Those who could retire, they retired. And now the people, who that, that's who we elect officials to protect. They're now the most vulnerable. I start with this story because I want to impress upon the audience that I know a lot of us, and it's right that we focus on national elections. You know, we have the presidential election coming up. But really, when it comes down to protecting you in your home, the politicians most responsible for that are the ones closest to you, right? They're the ones on your, uh, your city council, it's your mayor, and it's your governor. And with that, I want to introduce uh, Christina Conlin. She is a write-in candidate for governor. And if you want to find out where she stands on issues and her positions, you can go to her website, which is you know your standard www.kmc number four utah so kmc for utah.com christina thank you for taking the time to join us today oh thank you joe for having me so you decide you're going to run for governor against a popular lieutenant governor against a democrat i've got to ask what prompted you to do that well i just feel what's right makes might and i feel that we are divided more than we ever have been and we're not talking. There's not conversations going on about how we feel about things. We're asked to isolate and separate. But the problem is there is a lot of injustice. There is a lot of mandates that are coming down that clearly violate our constitutional rights. And I'm not okay with that. And I know together, we're going to work together to make 
you know, to get our freedoms back, but only together and through communication can we do that. So, Christina, your name will not be appearing on the ballot. You are a write-in candidate. That's an uphill climb in any situation. Now, you know, you can't speak to big groups in public because of, like you said, the social distancing and, and, and the prohibition on the large group meetings. What's your, how are you getting out this message that you have uh, about bringing Utahns together and uh, taking the state in a different direction? How, what's your plan on doing that? Yeah, so I want us to start communicating. It starts with the individual. We have a responsibility to talk to each other, and that means making, for example, for my campaign, how I want people to donate is one, a prayer. If that means going to the mountaintops and just feeling the energy and putting that energy back on the people, we just need to have faith that we, we don't have control over viruses and things. And, and trying to pretend that we do it doesn't make any sense. But we, what we do have is community. We have the ability to come together. So prayer is one way we can connect with ourselves, with each other, with God. And two, any kind of volunteer work that people can do or just getting a you know getting some people together and saying let's talk about this will you come speak i would love to and third i challenge everyone to go out there to meet with an old friend or neighbor family member or give them a call someone who they feel divided from or you feel divided from and we are so polarized right now there's someone out there and I want you to just listen. We were given two ears and one mouth. And that means we need to listen twice as much as we talk. And when you're listening, don't have judgment. Don't come with an agenda. Don't say what I'm right, you're wrong. Just listen. And just sit with them in their fear. And let your fear be known too. This is my fear too. And... At the end of this, we are going to enter a space where it's no longer you, it's no longer me, it's we. And together in we, we're going to come up with real solutions. We're going to say, hey, you know what, I respect that you feel this way, and I respect you feel this way. But together, I think we both agree, we just want a right to choose. We don't want these mandates put upon us. And... That's how we're going to run this government. That's how we're going to get to solutions. So, Christina, like I said, this is a, this is a tough campaign in, in any normal environment. This is a write-in campaign. How are you going to define success for what uh, is more of governor's chair come January? I, I, I did something wrong, or is this more about, hey, you know, I, I, we need to have this discussion? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you defining success in terms of your campaign? Oh, for me, just getting those conversations going, getting that faith back that we don't have control and that's okay. That to me is success. Well, let's talk about where you stand on some of the, the issues that are always important to Utah voters. And at the top of that list is, you know, we, we have this uh, coronavirus. We have the government, you know, pickers and losers. Uh, in terms of what businesses can open, which businesses can open. What is your position on government's role in that process, in that decision-making process? Yeah, it's not for government to decide who gets to stay open, who doesn't. 
we need to support our free market that's disappearing very quickly. We need to support that. It's like goes back to control. Who says we even have control of what happens or ever did? But we have to keep our businesses going and stay open. How do you see that? I mean, are you just saying every business owner can decide for him or herself whether their business can open? Should there be guidelines or standards? What is your position on that? Sure. It's just not for government to say, you can be open, you can't. The church has to be closed, but the liquor store is okay to be open. It's not for government to make that decision. And let's uh, talk about uh, guns are a big issue. I mean, you just had Joe Biden, uh, who's uh, he came out and said, you know, look, we've got to take a closer look at gun control. That rubs a lot of Utahns the wrong way. Where do you stand on the issue of gun control, people's the Second Amendment, people's right to defend themselves? Yeah, it, guns are important. We need them to hunt. We need them to protect our people. The minute you take away guns, the gangsters are going to get them. They're going to, you know, probably from our own government. But the problem is we have to at least have a way to protect ourselves. So, yes, guns, that is not a right we should be able to take away. And if you were to ask this audience, the people listening right now, what they could do to what they should do to help you, if they're interested in learning more, if they want to donate, What's your what's your call to action for uh, my audience at this time? So just go out there, start communicating, get those conversations going in a way that you are in a space of empathy. And I know we're going to start coming up with those solutions. Like I said, um, if you want to help, you want me to come speak. Um, Go on to KMC4Utah.com. We'll have some contact information for you there. And it's just, yeah, making those phone calls, reconnecting with what's important. You know, I've got to say that, you know, a lot of people say, you know, look, I I don't like Spencer Cox. I'm not going to vote for a Democrat. And people are looking for an alternative. People are looking for a different option. I'm going to suggest that that's going to take some time on your part. And a good place to start is KMC4Utah.com. KMC4Utah.com. Take a look. You might like what you see. We'll be back right after this break.